Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Stack Overflow podcast. We have a super special episode for you today. We have two folks on from the Stack Overflow team, and we're going to talk through some of the big announcements we made yesterday at the We Are Developers conference in Berlin, all about how Stack Overflow is approaching the brave new world of generative AI. So I want to welcome the show two of my colleagues, Jody and Ellen. Ellen, tell the folks uh, who you are and what it is you do here at Stack. Thanks, Ben. So I'm Ellen Rindberger. I've been at Stack for a little bit under a year, and I'm the director of product innovation here at Stack Overflow, which basically means when there are new problems to solve for developers, me and my team try to figure out how to solve them and how to bring them to all of you and, and to market in some cases as well. And Jody, for folks who don't know, you are CTO and have been working closely with Alan over the last few months. Maybe give people a little bit of a picture of what we've been through to get up to the announcement we made yesterday. We talked about it a little bit on the blog. It's not like a secret or anything, but we kind of went into full startup skunk works, try it all, see what happens mode to get to this place. So maybe give folks a little bit of background on the way things were happening inside Stack Overflow. Yeah, happy to. You know, I'd say several months ago, we all recognized that there was a unique opportunity with AI, you know, some of the things that were happening. And, you know, we also knew that we really wanted to move quickly in terms of solving problems for both our, our users on the community as well as our customers. And so there was a big initiative across the organization where we essentially formed a new team, if you want to call it that, which was actually made up with several sub teams. Collectively with Ellen and you know some other thought leaders in the organization, we had some broad stroke ideas of areas that we wanted to explore and you know deliver product and features on. And so we formed some new teams and we borrowed some existing teams and shifted priorities and essentially brought everybody under under one umbrella. I yeah. think it was you know about forty people all told that came together and. Ellen and I, and along with a number of other folks, have been leading that collective group over the past several months to the point where we got to the most recent announcement. There was a lot of iteration there. The teams themselves did a lot of experimenting. You know, we really tried to embrace an agile mindset and break some of the old ways of doing things and, and be open to getting feedback, experimenting, et cetera. And, you know, we've learned a ton as a team and grown a lot. And I think we've delivered some really amazing improvements. Yeah, I've been with Stack Overflow almost five years. And it was really awesome to see this process of new people joining all the time, in part because sometimes they were needed, but also sometimes they were just passionate about, you know, what's happening with this new technology. They wanted to weigh in and week after week of sprints and yeah, coming up against a dead end and turning a different way or realizing that we had to split the teams in you know, different directions so that we could better support stuff. Let's go over some of what was announced yesterday to kind of give people the broad strokes. I would say maybe the biggest thing for folks who are listening, just you know, your average developer technologist, is that there are changes coming to the way search is going to work on Stack Overflow. So, Alan, you want to touch on that briefly, like what we talked about? Absolutely. So, um, you know, I think... All the concepts that we talked about yesterday are early concepts, right? So mm -hmm. as we talk through kind of each of these items in more detail, I want us to think about each of them through that lens, right? So we're launching many of them in alphas across the upcoming weeks. You can go to the Stack Overflow Labs 
site and kind of sign up for those alphas to participate if you're interested in many of those. But search is, you know, one of the big pieces that we really focused on. And, you know, the core problem there to me and to the teams was kind of like, we have one of the largest knowledge bases on technical knowledge at Stack Overflow validated high quality, right? Um, But one of the regular pieces of feedback that we get is I can't find the content that I need to find or I have to search the exact keywords on the site or go to the tag and figure that out. I think I've even seen some memes about this on the (laughs) internet, right? So I don't think it's a new problem to folks, right? But I think in the context of AI and in the context of semantic search, which is not you know, generative AI itself, but is sort of newly possible, we were able to kind of explore how we could up-level our search in meaningful ways with just a couple changes around leveraging those new technologies, right? So the team experimented with combining Elastic and Semantic. They experimented um, with thinking about deploying this in, in more specific environments. They really were you know, pushing the envelope in terms of figuring out which end experience would actually work best for their users. And Mm -hmm. even, you know, right now this alpha is actually internally available on Stack Overflow for teams for our own team. And I think Jody, even earlier (laughs) today, was was joking. He was like, I can finally find what I need to find on Stack Overflow. So for us, that one's a little bit less about like, how do we use generative AI to recommend results, Right. right? which might be a good next step for us, but really leveraging the best practices in semantic to get people the knowledge and the solutions that they need, right? And yeah. that's that's really what it comes down to. There's a, a couple of things that, that come to mind there. So one, absolutely the alphas, we're looking for feedback and semantic search, like any search, you know, we're gonna continue to evolve and, and get better. But it, it also reminds me of the strategy that we had when we began, and, you know, right? It was a crawl, walk, run approach. You know, and, and we believe that, I think anyway, it's still kind of in that, that crawl stage, right? Where we're, we're rolling things out, we're getting feedback, we're continuing to improve. You know, we have some bigger, you know, more imaginative maybe ideas down the road, but, but those are things <laughs> that, that we're experimenting, doing research and development on and, right. you know, want to get feedback from community and other members before we go down that path too far. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things also that was said by our CEO, Prashanth, during his keynote was that we wanted to do our take on semantic search. We wanted to maybe leverage some of what's in Gen AI to provide answers or conversational answers, but always do it in a way where we retain sort of that core promise to the community, which is that people who give knowledge to us are going to get uh, attribution, they're going to get recognition, you're going to understand, you know, what the licenses are on the code you're looking at. So very much trying to avoid the black box model of just, hey, I talked to the AI, and it gives me an answer. Maybe it's right, maybe it's not like that. The the structure of the knowledge, the Q&A on Stack Overflow kind of lends itself to being able to verify what's good and what's bad and, and trust it. Was that something that y'all had to work through like the data structure? Um, and, you know, figuring out how we could add things like attribution? Absolutely, right? I mean, one of the most important aspects of, of Stack Overflow and, and the content is people want to be able to trust it. And a big part of understanding and trusting it is knowing where the information came from. So especially in, in the search and results, we've really focused on more summarization and then being able to point people back to the original articles. So attributing to 
articles or questions, you know, the original content in Stack Overflow. So rather than generating information, you know, we're looking at how can we, how can we present the information in summary that people can quickly understand, digest, and then click on the actual links to get the specific information, follow up with the person that that originally answered or provided the input. So that's one of the ways that, that we're looking at how do we help ensure that it's factual and that it's attributed. Mm. Yeah. And this is a little bit more values-based, but when we, we started this kind of larger initiative around embedding AI technologies in our broader portfolio, you know, that trust and that kind of bent towards attribution was one of the core values that Jody and myself and the rest of the leads on this project sort of really tried to instill in the team, right? So it's not just that we're building products that should solve our community's biggest challenges. It's that, you know, those should also be, you know, embedded with core values of trust and attribution and personalization and accuracy, right? Knowing that our end audience and that developers everywhere really value those things and that they're sort of central to providing a good solution in this space, right? So so sort of every time we had key decision points across the projects for the teams, kind of coming back to those values and sort of saying, which potential option as we move forward better aligns with those values, right? So mm -hmm. keeping that top of mind was kind of key throughout. Yeah. So another way we were trying to, as you point out, sort of reach developers where they're at was to introduce a Visual Studio Code plugin. So this is something that would work right in the IDE, trying to help developers find solutions without breaking sort of, you know, their flow or forcing them to context switch. Can y'all explain a little bit about what the genesis of this was and, and where it fits into kind of, you know, the slew of things we announced yesterday? Absolutely. So I would say it's not a new idea that Stack Overflow should build an extension to the <laughs> right. IDE, right? It's not like there are any out there, right? <laughs> I was going to say, it's not like our community hasn't already thought of that and built some pretty good plugins as well. Actually, one of the genesis was just that, right? Which is our community. So we had a number of folks come to us and kind of point out that, you know, there was potentially an opportunity there and there was sort of a nice organic groundswell in that area. Um, so we took a deeper look, right? And then, you know, other similar products had been coming on to the market over the past mm. six to 12 months, right? So, you know, we started digging in and did some user research that really helped us understand what is kind of the workflow for a technologist or for a developer as they're developing code, particularly in the enterprise, right? Because as we think about the spectrum of technologist user experience, right? Like, you know, a developer in an enterprise company looks very different from someone than like you or me or, or Jody maybe hacking something together at home, right? right. Um, so like really thinking about that specific use case, we really dug in and did some research and, you know, one of the gaps in that process for folks was sort of what is the context around the sort of experience or code that I'm developing that I'm currently lacking, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, as I'm building something in real time, I have a question, um, how do I both discover and leverage that knowledge in a way that makes me more efficient. You know, enterprise leaders often describe this as get back to coding, but from a developer perspective, right, it looks more like helping folks identify which solution might be best, mm -hmm. taking those new learnings and leveraging them in real time, and then sharing those back with the rest of their Stack Overflow for teams 
community and sort of saying like, you know, this is a specific problem related to our code and our instance that, you know, maybe has a generalized solution on Stack Overflow, but benefits from that tailoring, that sort of narrowing in for our specific team and code base, and then documenting that, helping them kind of leverage AI to more efficiently and effectively document that solution. Yeah, that's a great segue sort of to the Stack Overflow for team side of the house. That's, you know, kind of like a private knowledge base within big institutions like a Microsoft or a Bloomberg where folks are asking, you know, questions, getting answers, and it's all about the proprietary code that's inside or how they set up their systems and things of that nature. So I guess, yeah, we also thought about bringing improved search over there, but also ingestion, which was not something that, you know, we kind of talked about on the public platform. So, so Jody, what is knowledge ingestion and how does that work with Stack Overflow for Teams? Yeah, so knowledge ingestion, I think it's going to be a, a huge advantage for our customers, especially our new customers. Mm-hmm. You know, similar to search, this is something that, that we've been trying to figure out how to solve for for a while, right? And we, we refer to it kind of as the empty stadium. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's great to be able to go to your knowledge base when there's actually knowledge in there. But when you have a brand new implementation, you right. need to be able to get that data in there. Right. And we've found a lot of ways over the years to help people with that. But the, the thing that is true in almost every circumstance is people already have information, right? They mm-hmm. have knowledge that, that's been accumulated over time. And then the other thing too is that, you know, as a technologist, we recognize or I recognize that, you know, documentation doesn't always stay current, right? You know, one of the big <laughs> challenges is actually yeah. having good documentation. So the ingestion is the idea here is that we can help customers bring in existing content mm-hmm. and bring it into our own format where we can actually leverage, you know, the team community, the internal organization to help validate the content and the questions and answers as it's coming in or over time, you know, to be able to leverage the gamification of the platform to actually help improve and ensure the content's valid. Plus we have, you know, built-in features like content health that help us maintain the health of, of the information. So I really see it as a great way to help customers get existing knowledge, not only in, but also improved and updated as, as part of that process. Yeah, I love that because the cold start problem is, you know, there's one evangelist who wants to get the documentation and the knowledge base improved, but they've got to win over a bunch of people to figure out which questions should go in there and who's going to answer them. And if somebody looks and there's no activity, they're not going to come back here. It might pull in, you know, the question that's most frequently asked in your chat or, you know, a bunch of documentation that is stored across different, you know, cloud services. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're up and running and you can work more on refining it and making sure it's accurate. And like you said, figuring out what's stale and needs to be updated. So I guess once the ingestion has happened, right, we've talked about meeting developers where they are with the IDE. Another one was kind of a Slack integration um, we did with something called Plus One. Ellen, can you explain to me a little bit about what that is? Yeah, so um, you can think of this as the next generation of our Slack integration for Stack Overflow for Teams, right? Mm -hmm. So Plus One is an underlying technology which leverages generative AI to answer questions for individual teams right from Slack in real time, right? right? Right. So, you know, the problem to solve there is, right, like not just technical, it's more broad to any organization and sort of leverages 
a broader knowledge base to help folks identify the right answer to a technical question, to a problem at hand, and to do so in a way that's, you know, fun and engaging, but also validated, right? So where is it coming from? Uh, You know, making sure we're keeping all the work um, and all the questions relevant to work for folks and to the, the construction of new technologies. So really just, you know, a fun, but also engaging and helpful way for folks to ask their questions right from Slack. And, you know, potentially in the future, this is something that, you know, if our customers love it, you could see it coming to Microsoft Teams or other chat-based products as a result. Yeah. I love this one. We talked about, you know, a second ago ingestion. And so here it is more of that flavor. I think people are familiar with of Gen AI of like, I'm asking a question and I'm getting a synthesis back that's looked at all this different documentation from Confluence, GitHub, Stack Overflow, Stack Overflow teams, private and also maybe public. And then it's trying to lead me in the right direction. Maybe give me some links to questions that go deeper and cite the sources so that I can figure things out or add it back to the knowledge base. If I think, you know, this is important and needs to be shown to other people. Right. Yeah. This is another one we've been kind of piloting internally. And uh, we've seen a lot of our internal teams really get excited about using Plus One in their own work, um, whether they're software developers or salespeople or marketers or otherwise. And so, you know, we're excited to see how and where our customers engage with this and and what that really means for Stack Overflow for teams in the long run. I think it's another way of, of meeting people or developers where they are. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so right. similar to the IDE, you know, so many of us spend a lot of time in Slack. Uh, maybe that's a personal problem, but uh, <laughs> <You're not laughs> <you> know, it's, <laughs> it's another place where we meet people where they are. And then, as, as Ellen said, you know, the process team have, have invested a lot of time and effort here and leveraged multiple models to provide better solutions. So really excited to see what the feedback and response is to that and, and where we take it from there. And then I guess, yeah, one last thing that's, you know, for listeners, we announced sort of AI focused community discussion. So, you know, if folks want to come somewhere and, you know, chat with other people to get unbiased technical resources and responses from experts, there's going to be a dedicated Gen AI stack exchange. I know there's other ones about NLP and prompting that uh, we've been working on. So kind of trying to open up the conversation. And yeah, for folks who are curious about this stuff, as a lot of people in technology are, place to not just ask and answer questions, but also to discuss it. Did I get that right? Yeah, you absolutely did. You know, so there's really a couple of things that are launching in that like sort of umbrella that you just described, Ben. One is a Stack Exchange site for, uh, we're calling it Gen AI, um, sort of particularly to Q&A on generative AI more broadly, as well as, you know, prompt engineering as a sort of subset of that, Mm -hmm. right? So that site's really focused on the, you know, discussion of how to leverage generative AI in your development or how to use gen AI tools kind of as you progress as a technologist. And then we have a concept called collectives, which has been around for a while, but recently launched one new collective in the generative AI space. And within that collective, we have a a set of new features around more subjective discussions, right? So Mm -hmm. as we're implementing, as we're learning about these new technologies as technologists, um, how do we have more open discussions about the variety of ways that there might be to implement those things and start right. to think about how they can be best leveraged in a world that's a little bit more ambiguous, right, right. than, you know, uh, more established things. So opportunities for folks to learn and engage and discuss with our community about this new set of technologies that go beyond just, you know, products that leverage them. 
Right. This is near and dear to my heart on the editorial front. Can't wait for people to have discussions on here. And then I can just sweep that into the blog and thank the community <laughs> and my job is done. You know, we mentioned that folks can head over to the labs page, which we'll put in the show notes, that there'll be some, uh, you know, alpha access to certain things, hopefully by the end of August. I know there's lots of stuff that's going to be coming out over the next six months, including some fun toys that I started playing with today, uh, which you won't be hearing about uh, right away, but I'm sure you'll get the chance to experiment with later. Is there something in particular that uh, either of you wants to shout out that you're really excited about? Yeah, it's not really a feature so much as a mindset, right? So as Jody and I have kind of said a couple of times, and Ben, I think you alluded to, this is a group that really values uh, the community's feedback and our developers' feedback, right? So we're launching all of, all of these things that we talked about today in alphas, right? So what we really are excited for is like getting folks' feedback, right? Mm -hmm. That is meaningful and valuable to us as product development teams and provides an opportunity to have a conversation, right? It, you know, we are excited to hear that feedback and, and take it in. We definitely can't take all of it, especially when it conflicts. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we definitely want to hear what the big themes are and work with and encourage our teams to uh, leverage that and make things better as we kind of move towards bringing these things to broader availability. Okay, you heard it here first. If you want to shape the future of Stack Overflow, we're going to have some opportunities for you and a lot of changes coming, as it should, when you know, sort of a brand new technology emerges that is so impactful on the ecosystem. All right, I want to say thanks to both of you uh, for coming on. As always, let's shout out someone from the community who came and provided a little bit of knowledge. A Lifeboat badge awarded 14 hours ago to Ben Lindsay. How to divide each element in a tuple by a single integer? You say tuple or tuple? I say tuple. I've heard this said both ways, but... Multiple, right? Yeah, multiple, <laughs> right? Okay, tuple, exactly. <laughs> tuple? <laughs> I swear, somebody was just asking this, yeah. Yeah. How to divide each element in a tuple by a single integer? Thanks, Ben Lindsay, for coming on and providing an answer. Congrats on your Lifeboat badge, and you've helped over 36,000 people. So we appreciate it. Uh, as always, I am Ben Popper, Director of Content here at Stack Overflow. Find me on Twitter at Ben Popper. Email us with questions or suggestions for the show, podcast at Stack Overflow. If you like the show, leave us a rating and a review. But more importantly, head over to Labs, come to the blog and check out all the announcements and be first in line uh, to play with some of these new toys. So I'm Jody Bailey. Probably the, the easiest way to, to reach me if you haven't before is just via LinkedIn. It's Jody Bailey at LinkedIn. And uh, excited to, to get feedback and see you all experimenting with things as we roll them out. Yeah, and I'm Ellen Brandenberger. Again, LinkedIn is probably best for me. Awesome. All right, y'all. Thanks for coming on. And to everybody listening, we appreciate it. And we will talk to you soon. <laughs>